Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. another episode i feel like all these episodes i'm gonna be like cheers drinking my mushroom coffee because that's pretty much life right now um ah so let's well first everyone asked me what mushroom coffee is it's coffee with mushrooms in it so i like using the spores um mushrooms with the coffee with mushroom spores because it has a slow release of the caffeine so you don't get that massive um, cortisol spike, which is really, really nice. And helps protect my adrenals, which, you know, pretty much you're toasted postpartum anyway. So the more protection and love you can give them, the better. So this episode is all about uh, Killian's birth story and navigating uh, postpartum and what I was doing to support myself hormonally, emotionally, minerally. Is that a word? Minerally? I don't know. Um, and so if you don't like birth stories, just move along. Um, this doesn't, I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't think it needs any sort of trigger warnings. It was a really good labor. Um, so I think you're safe <laughs> um, because if you're, if you're pregnant and you're getting ready uh, to have a baby, I, I would highly recommend not listening to any not positive birth stories because you want to protect your bubble. So definitely uh, pay attention to that. But this was a really, really good labor. So um, I... So starting at 36 weeks, I started getting um, contractions and um, they weren't Braxton Hicks. They, they were legit contractions. Like you had to breathe through them and I, I would get them pretty consistently starting in the evening and then they would just stop. And honestly, the hardest part about that was the emotional because it was just, I didn't have that with Landon. So with Landon... Um, he was nine days overdue and he just broke my water. Like he kicked really hard and broke my water. And that's how I went into labor. Like I didn't have any contractions really before then. Um, I hadn't had, like I was only one centimeter dilated with Landon. Um, so there was no like wondering like, is he coming today? Is he coming today? It was just kind of hoping but with Killian, I just kept having these contractions. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what? It was just emotionally draining to just be like, are you coming today? Are you coming today? Are you coming tomorrow? Like, what's going on? I'm sure you can relate to this. So um, at this point, so during my pregnancy, I did pelvic floor therapy with Dr. Miller, um, which she's going to be coming on um, to share. She's been on already twice, but we want to come on specifically to talk about pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy because you guys, night and day difference it made in my labor. Like, holy mackerel. Um, so I have been doing that. So I've been doing my breathing exercises 
and with her and starting about 37 weeks I was drinking red raspberry leaf tea like the strong version of it so I would do like a quart of water with like a cup of red raspberry loose leaf and I would really um what's that called where you 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 simmer it you simmer it and so it would be really 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 strong this stuff is really disgusting I'm just gonna say when you make it that strong it tastes like dirt it's disgusting um so I would do that and then I so I was doing that and then 37 weeks no 38 or 39 weeks I started doing the miles circuit and if you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, but it really just helps baby get in good position. And at this point, I had another cranial sacral therapy appointment because um, I just, you guys, I have to be so careful in pregnancy, like with my SI joint. Um, it just, if I am not on top of it with like exercises, it was, it's, it's really, really, really painful. And I'm sure there are other moms out there like that. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't work out the last four or five weeks of my pregnancy. All I did was walk because that's all I, that's all I could do um, without kind of like messing up my hips. So I just walked and I did my core exercises um, from Dr. Angie and I started doing the mile circuit and that was pretty much it. I was having... I didn't have too much trouble sleeping as long as I did my tart cherry juice and my deep sleep salve every single night. Um, but it was just once I hit 38 weeks, um, I started getting contractions in the middle of the night that would wake me up. So that that was fun. And then once we hit 39 or 40 weeks, I had some really, really rough nights because I'd just wake up and I'd just be sitting there and having contractions and I would get up and I would get in the bathtub and then, you know, they would, they would go away and it was uncomfortable. And so I, <clears throat> at my, so once you hit 36 weeks, you have weekly appointments. And so I, at 40 weeks, I had my membrane stripped, um, which I agreed to, I was okay with. Um, I was, oh, what was I? I think I was like 50, yeah, I was 50% effaced. My cervix was softened and I was dilated to one centimeter um, and he was dropped and engaged. And so he stripped my membranes. And let me tell you what happened. Nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> I so and I'm doing like at this point I'm walking like two miles two plus miles a day I am doing the mile circuit I'm just like come on Killian because I know everyone's like just wait patiently I yeah I know I agree wait patiently but at this point I was uncomfortable and I was very very ready to have this baby um it's hard to have contractions like every single night um not fun and it's uh, exhausting and so we I've been doing that and then so I had my membranes stripped on Monday which was when I was 30 40 weeks and then Tuesday I went and got a uh, adjustment from someone a chiropractor in the Webster technique I think is what it's called and she was like I mean you're you're pretty much in alignment which I knew because 
I'd been doing all my exercises and stuff, but she did some adjustment on my hips and kind of like loosened some muscles down there and said um, that could potentially help them drop lower. And then Seb did some trigger point. Seb's my husband, if you don't know, and he's a physical therapist. He did some trigger point release on my I'm going to probably say this wrong. So as, is that a thing? I think it's, the th- I think that's what it's called. He said, did some trigger point release. And then he, um, had me do some stretches. And then Wednesday I went in for another doctor's appointment and he was like, Oh, baby Killian dropped even lower. And but he's like, you're still, like, cervix is soft and ready to go, but you're still, like, 50% effaced. And then he stripped my membranes one more time. And um, I love my doctor. Uh, he's really, really good. And, you know, I feel like most OBs are like, okay, so, like, you know, you can be induced if you would like. You know, they typically don't want you to go past, like, 42 weeks. And I'm only 40 weeks and two days at this point. And you can take whatever you would like from that. I I generally, emotionally, I like to give them, you know, past 41 weeks. You know, I don't think I really would want to go past 42 weeks. I don't know. But I generally like to wait past one, 41 weeks at least. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. Um he's not gonna he's like you can do whatever you want he's like I can give you my advice but you can do whatever you want which your doctor should say that and so he stripped my membranes again which I asked him to do and okay what then happened so then I went home that night oh this is funny (laughs) my car died okay so I had Landon with me and we stopped to get gas and the car didn't start and I'm like 40 weeks pregnant I'm so tired I have a toddler in the back and I'm the car won't start at the gas station and I go up to this gentleman I just like went around I looked around and I found this older gentleman you know the ones that like are gonna think they're your dad and I'm like sir I have jumper cables but like can you please jump my car and he goes yes of course and he comes over and I just died laughing like internally because he then proceeded to just like walk me through every step of jumping a car and I just I loved it because I had I have no idea what I'm doing and he did it for me but he walked me through it and then he's like safety you make sure that you never touch these two together I was like you're totally my dad right now but anyway he started my car and it was good Uh, I think Landon and I got ice cream that day because I was just trying to enjoy all the little moments with Landon before we had another little baby. And so that night, um, I did, I I don't even know if I did the mile circuit at that point. I was just so tired, you guys. I did take a homeopathic remedy. um, And again, none of this is medical advice. Don't do any of this without talking to your provider you you want to be safe um I don't really believe in any of those like drink castor oil do this do that like your baby's gonna come when your baby's gonna come end of story I did all the things with Landon and like he didn't come until he was ready to come 
So my goal was just like, let me prepare my body, like get my adjustment, um, do my stretches, do the mile circuit so that when he decides he's ready to come, my body is fully ready. So I don't think like the mile circuit like magically puts you into labor, even though I know some people say it does. So I took a homeopathic remedy, which um, is used a lot by midwives, where like if you are softened and your cervix is like 50% or past of being effaced and you're dilated a little bit, it can help um, your body do contractions, um, start contractions. But if you're not ready, like basically if you're not ready to go into labor, it's not going to do anything. So I don't know. I did take that and, um, but it wasn't the strong enough dose. Like you were supposed to take 200 C and I didn't have 200 C. So I took 30 C. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't going to do anything, but I just took it anyway. And I started my nightly or my nightly contractions. Um, I don't think I really ate anything that night because I was not feeling well. I was kind of really nauseous, got laying into bed. Um, and I went to bed and then I woke up at midnight and I was like, oh my goodness, these contractions hurt. <laughs> I was like, this is just not fair. I keep having all these nights of contractions and they never go anywhere. And I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I got up and I was on the ball for a while and I started listening. Oh, I forgot to tell you what else I was doing. I was listening to these like birthing tracks. Um, it was an app it was what's it called um darn here let me see if I can find the title for you guys okay it was called Christian hypnobirthing um and I was listening to those and then I also found this YouTube channel and it was called built to birth I believe bundle to birth I think it's built to birth and she has a lot of tracks as well that you can just listen to and it's like getting your mindset right and your body prepared for labor and so she had some in there for early labor. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to these while I'm rolling on my ball. So I'm listening to them. And my contractions are 10 minutes apart for a while. And they are, they're like strong enough that I'm not going to be able to sleep through them. So I got up, I'm on the ball and I get up and I like, I'm like, okay, they're probably just going to go away. I'm going to try and go back to sleep. I try and go back to sleep. It doesn't work. So I get up and I get in the bathtub and I messaged my mom actually I don't know why my mom was awake at like 2 a.m in the morning and I'm like okay my contractions are this far apart I'm in the bathtub like they're not going away like they're still consistent and she's like okay I'm gonna come over because she obviously needs to watch Landon and I'm like yeah but I'm gonna feel so bad if like you come over because they live 45 minutes away and then they stop and you drove all that way for nothing. And then I'm like, oh, my contractions are like six minutes apart. And they were a minute long. Not anything I couldn't breathe through, like, you know, just whatever. And so mom's like, I'm on my way. I'm still I'm still in denial. I'm like, everyone goes, you know, when you're in labor and I'm over here like, am I in labor? I don't know. <laughs> Because with Landon, he broke my water. So I knew I was in labor. Like there was no guessing it. So at three, 
or 3.30, I think, I woke Seb up, and I was like, mom's on her way. He's like, we're in labor. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know. And he was just like, message your OB, because I'm very thankful he, um, you know, gives us his cell phone. And so I message him, and I just tell him, I think I'm in labor. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm like, I've had contractions for three hours. They're about like six minutes apart. Um, they're a minute long. And he goes, okay, well, you know, when you get to the hospital, it doesn't magically make your labor go faster. So, you know, just, I typically tell patients, wait until you feel like you need pain meds, even if you're not going to get them. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm over here like, what qualifies needing pain meds? You know, because like, I didn't really feel like I would like pain meds with Landon until I was in transition. And these contractions were very different because they gave me Pitocin with Landon. Um, and because he broke my water and I still wasn't having contractions. Hours later. So, um... I, these were just, like, I'm telling you guys, Pitocin contractions and regular contract and contractions without Pitocin are just night and day difference. If I never have to have Pitocin again, I will be so grateful. So grateful. So, I don't know. My mom gets there and I'm just talking to her and rolling on the ball. <laughs> and afterwards, my mom tells me that she's like, I was so scared. I'm like, get to the hospital, Leah. <laughs> but she's trying to stay all calm. Anyway, so Seb comes down. He gets ready and he is, I don't even, when did we leave? I, so it's, I think my mom got there about four. And so he's getting the car seat ready and getting my bag in the car and all of these things. And my contractions are three minutes apart and so I was like oh we need to go so we get in the car and <clears throat> it's about a half an hour drive to the hospital so we got there at 5 30 I think and I tell my OB I'm like okay I'm going to the hospital and he goes okay dot 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 and I can just hear him thinking like you just texted me 40 minutes ago thinking you were in labor so I'm just wondering like is he over here going is she really in labor I don't know my I just always fear I'm gonna get there and they're gonna send me home I just oh don't like it so I'm three minutes apart and I we get in the car and I go oh contractions hurt when you're sitting down my advice to anybody is like stand squat I just don't get in that 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 bed don't get in that bed you guys like contractions are just the devil like why would you want to sit in the why would you want to sit in there on your back getting contractions ugh horrible um and my contractions slowed to five minutes apart in the car and so I was like oh my gosh maybe I'm not actually in labor anyways I still listened to those tracks we got to the hospital and we're walking and we got to the hospital and we're walking to the labor and delivery which is at the other end of the hospital and while I'm doing this I'm I'm there's no guesstimate in my mind like I'm in labor at this point because I had to stop and squat and breathe through these contractions at this point like there was no like talking through them and just I had to like I had to really focus on relaxing into them and doing 
my breathing exercises um, that I got from Angie to do during labor, help move baby down, keep baby in good position. So we get to the hospital at 5.30, we get to triage, um, and they ask you a million questions a million times, and it's annoying. <laughs> because my contractions were back to three minutes apart. Um, anyway, so they checked me, and she's like, you're five centimeters, and I was just like, hallelujah. Um, and... It was so funny because I'm just going alleluia because if they told me it was two centimeters, I was going to cry tears. And um, my husband's mom, when we messaged her, she's like, oh, she's going to have a long time. She's only five centimeters. So we get from triage to, oh, by that time. So then we're walking to the labor and delivery unit. I don't even know. Yeah. My water breaks. Um somewhere no once we get in there um thankfully they give you those like massive diapers to wear um so anyway I get in there and so it's like six at this point yeah it's six and the nurses start really moving things around like fast and I'm like why are you guys all in a hurry and I'm just like talking in between my contractions and so I was just so chill that I'm assuming that I have hours to go, hours, because I just, I just was like, you can't be this chill in between contractions if you have that long to go. So all the nurses are rushing and I'm like, why are you guys rushing? They're like, cause it's your second baby and you're five centimeters. And like, just the way things are going, you're going to have this baby soon. I'm like, no, I'm not. Take your time, you guys. Um, and so they're all like rushing and moving and we're just talking like, how long have you been a labor and delivery nurse? And every time I would get a contraction, I would just squat and breathe through it. And I think it was like the third contraction or something by the time I was in there is when my water broke. And then I was like, okay, I really have to pee you guys. And they're like, okay, if you feel like you have to push, you tell me. And I'm like, you guys, the little baby's not coming right now. Like we have plenty of time. And I think six so I've been in there a half an hour I don't know I feel like time was flying at this point um my OB gets there um and we're talking and he checks me and I was eight centimeters and like 75 percent effaced and all the way softened and he was all the way down and I was like oh that's awesome I'm eight centimeters like this is cool and so we get up and then I started feeling like, a, you know, when, if you have never had a baby, when you start getting ready to, before you get ready to push, you basically feel like you need to poop, um, be honest. Um, by the way, if you are like so TMI, don't listen to this episode because I have no TMI. So I'm just going to tell you what it's like. Um, and I started to feel that and like my contractions were getting really, really, really strong. And so I was, I had a comb, um. And I would squeeze the comb and I was squatting and I'm squeezing the comb and I'm just like imagining my body riding this wave every contraction. And I was just like, I really feel like my body is like pushing, um, not like full on pushing, but bearing down. Yeah. Bearing down. That's a good word. And, um, I'm just going to pause this really quick to just be like, I'm so thankful for the education I got from my pelvic floor therapist and my OB and 
just all of like the things I watched and learned before this because my OB has all of his patients have very short pushing times um, because he doesn't he's like you don't push until baby's right there you do what's called laboring down and um, he's like we'll walk you through that when you're at that point he never walked me through it because we never got to that point um, but I, I knew like gravity really helps like squatting really helps and I knew the positions my pelvic floor therapist had given me to help like open my pelvis and um, breathe that baby down and get him down and I'm just so thankful for that because I, I just knowledge implementation so helpful and the nurses are just like you know like do you need support what do you need to do I always love her labor and delivery nurses they're so nice and I was just like nah <laughs> I mean I'm good like Seb would massage my shoulders and like help have me squeeze his hand and I'm just the person when I'm in labor and I'm doing I have a contraction I just need everyone to be like you're doing amazing you've got this you're rocking it you're doing it good job breathing that's what I need I just need all the positive affirmations um and so they were really great and I felt like I was really um bearing down and so I was like can you check me again and I know some people are like don't check I don't like it I I want to be checked I want you to tell me um, and so he checks me, he's like, oh, you're still only eight centimeters. And I just looked at my doctor and I'm like, don't tell me that. And he goes, I'm so sorry, Leah. And so then, um, I looked at the one labor and delivery nurse who had said, do you want to try different positions? And I said, what can, what position can you get me in? What's going to help this? She goes, okay, there is a position that's going to help, you know, can help move baby along. I was like, okay, tell me what it is. Because at this point, um, my contractions were really strong and I was like okay these are getting really hard to breathe through and I you know I this is I, how much longer is this going to take you know so she puts me on the bed this is really weird so she lays the bed down and she drops the lower part of the bed and they put this rolled up towel underneath my hip so I'm kind of like in this weird backwards s shape almost I have one contraction there, you guys, one, and I just go, that is so, so painful. It's so painful. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And that's when I look at Seb and I'm like, I can't do this. This hurts so bad. And he goes, yes, you can. Remember those courses you took? And, you know, at that point, I, he said that, at that point, I just have like no filter and I just, I'm like, no, it's not working. Like the courses are not working. <laughs> and so the labor and delivery nurse was just like, give me one more contraction in this position. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But uh, Seb's so like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And so at, at this point, like my contractions were coming like a minute apart. They were so fast. And at this contraction I said he's coming like he is here like he, I feel him <laughs> he's here and the nurse is like oh okay like I guess I'll check you <laughs> they're all just kind of like you just had one contraction anyway so she checks me and she goes oh get the doctor in here like he he was crowning already he was literally right there um and my OB uh barely made it in I think so I had that contraction. They got him in there. I mean, it was one minute. They got him in there, and the next contraction, he he was out, basically. I don't even remember pushing. Seb said that um, my doctor one time was like, 
push, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember the pushing part really. I just, my body just took over. So it was so funny because I went from eight centimeters to him being out in seven minutes and, um, they, I didn't even have time to change positions or anything. It was literally like I was in that position to try and um, dilate, like move my cervix, like move him down a little bit more. And it, it worked because we went from there to him being out so fast. I didn't, I mean, once you get to that, um, like there's just so much blood, like in, you, you just can't really move. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't move anyways. So I am just so thankful for labor and delivery team because I feel like once I get to that point, um, like those last seven minutes and it was just, I, it was such a good labor, you guys, because up in the last seven minutes were hard. Like they were really, really hard, but up until those seven minutes, like such a doable labor, <laughs> such a doable labor. And I give like all that credit to my pelvic floor therapist because it made such a difference. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, he didn't even have like a cone head or anything because he just came so fast. Um, I did tear a little bit and it's, I just, when I feel that ring of fire, I just, my body's just like, we're not slowing down. I feel like I have no control over those pushes. I'm going to be honest. Like, I feel like I'm not even pushing. My body's just taken over. Um, so it was really, really good. Um, he did have the cord wrapped around his neck. Um, but you know, I had the cord wrapped around my neck when I was born too. And they, it was just Seb, I, I have no idea what's going on. Once we reach those last couple of minutes, like I'm just so thankful for the team and them like just putting you in a position they need you and telling you what to do because there's no way I can do anything at that point. And Seb's like, you went from, you know, just having those two nurses in your room and they say, get the doctor in here. And he goes, and all of a sudden there were so many people in the room. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I just black it all out. I have no clue. But, um, but yeah, he was good. He latched right away. Um, and my doctor, uh, stitched me up. Um, I didn't have a, I didn't have a big tear thank heavens, um, was much better than with Landon. Um, and he actually did a stint with plastic. So like, even though the tear was like minuscule compared to with Landon, cause I had an episiotomy with Landon, live and learn. You live and you learn. You don't know what you don't know. Um, but he took like a million times longer to stitch me up because I don't know, he did a stint in plastics and he like does all sorts of stuff weird stuff um but I'm really grateful because like my stitches like healed so much faster this time and yeah I don't know just major difference between having an episiotomy and not having episiotomy my labor was maybe a half quarter mile of the time it was with Landon um but he did the FSM uh, machine on me right away, which is something that he has programmed specifically to do, um, 
he has programs specifically for like postpartum um and basically so he let me think about how to say this hold on so he has these specific programs he does it's um frequency specific microcurrent um it helps with speeding up the healing of your body and pain and all that so he runs one specifically right after birth for like bleeding and hemorrhaging and then the next day he runs another one for just overall healing and then i went back to the office weekly and had um, the program run to help healing overall i definitely feel like it made a massive difference because i could i felt different when i walked in got the treatment and walked out so that was really nice to have that but he also did um cranial psychotherapy on killian as soon as he was after like after he was done stitching me up so i don't know it seemed like forever um just to help the head make sure head's in good position um and you know the body just he, he just came out of the birth canal so you want to make sure um everything's going back in you know good positions for baby and he released his hard palate um he already had a good latch before that but after that he had like a really really strong latch um so that was really nice and he actually had slept for like four hours his first night i mean he would cluster feed and then he would sleep and that was amazing to have that type of sleep <laughs> after having a baby it was also nice that he was born at 7 like 50 in the morning so like by the time I got to the, my room, it was six and then I had him at seven fifty. So it was just really, really fast. Um, and I just was kind of after labor, <laughs> I was just kind of in awe. I'm like, Oh, we're done. Okay. That was nice. I don't know. It was just such a long labor with Landon that this just felt like night and day difference. I just kept being like, Oh, I'm done. Like labor's done. Okay, cool. <laughs> so weird. Um, the other thing that I did notice, and this made a massive difference because of pelvic floor therapy is with Landon, when I stood up, I felt like my organs were going to fall out of my stomach. Like you just feel like everything's floating around. Um, and I stood up after I had Killian, the first time you go to the bathroom and everything. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel like my organs are going to like fall out. So that I felt like was such a massive difference there. I'm going to do an episode with Angie and talk about all of the differences I felt in my core because I'm telling you night and day difference. Night and day. Night and day. Um, I mean, we went from eight centimeters to him being out. Um, it was so funny. My OB was like, well, you made my pushing stats like his pushing stats. Like his moms don't typically push for like 15 to 30 minutes, even if like a first time mom. And so he's like, you made my pushing stats like get really, really good. Um, but yeah, it was a great labor. I mean, um, really, really good recovery. I'm so thankful, so thankful for the FSM machine. So thankful for the pelvic floor therapy that I got to do right afterwards. And then I actually, um, sent my hair in for an HTMA like the next week. And then I got my personalized mineral supplements so I can start taking that. Um, I'm also taking, I also was taking beef organs, um, and what else beef organs i did take ned cbd the hormone balance blend help with minerals um 
I talked about this in the Black Friday episode, but I took leafy prana for like pain management for engorgement. Life changing. Life changing. I also drink electrolytes like they're going out of season postpartum as well. Um, and I really focused on blood sugar balance and getting nourishing foods and really watching for like overdoing caffeine. I don't want to overdo caffeine, even though you're like, I'm so tired and I'm not sleeping. He doesn't sleep very well, but he sleeps better than Landon. And, um, what I finally, we finally started doing, which has been life changing is we put him to bed at eight ish ish. Now he kind of ish goes to bed at eight. Um, and I pump before I go to bed, which is like 9 30, 10. And then I go to sleep in the guest bedroom and Seb will sleep next to him like he's in his bassinet and Seb will sleep in the room with him. And then his first wake up, Seb will give him the bottle that I pumped and then I will get him with the next wake up. So because I was, he was waking up every two hours and I was, I was just so tired and you have to take care of another toddler. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to see double because I'm not sleeping. Um, so that was really, really great because I was getting like a four hour stretch and then turns out, I don't know, he sleeps better with Leah not in the room because there's been a couple nights he's made it like eight to two or eight to three, which has been awesome because that's been a seven hour stretch. So, um, and then Seb would give him his bottle at three and then he would wake up again about five thirty, and I would go in to feed him. So I was getting to sleep from like 11 to five thirty. I got that for two nights, which was, I felt like a new human. Um, so that's, that was really great. Um, he was really like cranky, like his stomach hurt, really, really fussy. Um, we had a, we did another cranial sacral therapy appointment for him just for like the little valves aren't always like closed, you know, intestines to stomach and, um, all that fun stuff, esophagus. And that really, really helped. Um, and I also cut out eggs and corn seem to be the culprits for him. So that really helped with his sleeping. And then, yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard, you know, postpartum when you're not sleeping and your adrenals are poopy. So just really supporting my adrenals um, with lots of good minerals, personalized mineral supplement, beef organs, not overdoing caffeine, you know, sleeping when I can, asking for help. Um, And we get outside. So um, we'll talk more about like, the workout exercise portion when I talk with Angie because it's just been so life-changingly different this time around but um that's what I've been doing and it was such a great labor so I'm really really thankful for that experience thank you for listening to today's episode of balancing hormones naturally if you found this helpful I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag balancing hormones naturally podcast so we can get this message out You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G, and I would absolutely love to hear from you.